Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Women podcast. If you're a woman who is ready and willing to be a follower of Jesus, you're in the right place. Join me this season as we dive in deep to learn how to embrace your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists. I'm your host, Darla Trendler, and I'm cheering you on. Welcome to your journey. I'm so happy that you're here today. I cannot believe that we are on episode eight. This is a 10 part series that we've been doing this whole season, talking about embracing your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists. And today is episode eight. If you have liked what you've been hearing on the podcast this whole season, I have a devotional for each episode. You can get it all in one file. It's only $9 and the devotionals will help you go a little bit deeper on the topics that we've been talking about with embracing your journey on the covenant path. Each episode devotional has a place where you can read something in the scriptures that helps you go a little bit deeper on the topic. Then there's also a place where you can ponder some questions and write your feelings about the topic. And then I give you something to do, something really simple that gives you a way to act on what you're hearing on the podcast, because we need to do more than just listen to something and think, oh, that was nice. We need to be able to act. And so I'm giving you a place to do that. So if you're interested in the devotionals, you can find them on my website at spiritualmindedwomen.com or on my Instagram profile or in the show notes for this episode. All right, so let's move on to episode eight. I'm really excited to share this one with you. The covenant path that you are on is straight and narrow, but in your personal journey, there is no way that you will stay completely on the path, right? Because as Paul said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You can for sure count on the fact that you are going to sin. But fortunately, you learned an important lesson before you ever set foot on the covenant path. You had faith and that led you to the key to getting back on the path when you step away or wander off or get lost. And that is repentance. Repentance is what led you to baptism and setting your foot on the covenant path in the first place. When I first started planning episodes for this season, I knew there had to be one on repentance because as I just mentioned, sin is something that every one of us will experience on our journey. However, when it came time to actually write out the episode, I was stuck. I wasn't sure how to approach this topic. So I prayed in faith and trust, like I talked about in the episode on communing. I have seen God's hand guiding me with each episode. So as I was feeling stuck with this one on repentance, I also had plenty of evidence from past experiences putting the other episodes together that God would help me. So I prayed in a new way. I thanked Father for helping me before, and I expressed my confidence that He would help me again. I returned to my office and I opened my laptop, and then I had the thought to go on Instagram and ask people what the first word was that came to their mind when they heard the word repentance. I can honestly say that I had no pretense. I was not looking for anything specific. I was only following a prompting. I didn't know what I would find when I saw the one word responses. The next day I opened Instagram and was blown away by how many of you responded to my question. I still didn't know why I had asked the question, but I looked at the responses and started typing each one out. I saw words like love, hope, gift, forgiveness, humility, mistake, joy, renew, atonement, grace, relief, and others. I typed all these responses out, but I quickly noticed there was one response 
that came up more than any of the others when I asked the question, what is the first word you think of when you hear the word repentance? And overwhelmingly, the most popular word that I heard was change. So today I want to focus on the word change as it relates to repentance. I think one of the reasons so many gave that their one word for repentance as change is because change is something our prophet has talked about recently. In his talk during a priesthood session of General Conference in April 2019 called We Can Do Better and Be Better, President Nelson talked about the Greek New Testament word for repentance, meta noeo. He explained in that talk that meta denotes change and noeo corresponds with Greek words such as mind, knowledge, spirit, and breath. President Nelson then shared this, quote, Thus, when Jesus asks you and me to repent, he is inviting us to change our mind, our knowledge, our spirit, even the way we breathe. End quote. And later in the talk, he summed things up by saying, quote, When we choose to repent, we choose to change. End quote. And he put a big exclamation point at the end of that sentence. I love that. We all experienced a huge change when COVID interrupted our lives. I would venture to say that most of you had no idea the change was coming. I know I sure didn't. It was not a change any of us sought for or really wanted to experience. At the time of this recording, COVID and the changes it has brought to our lives is still very much a reality. We are still living these changes. I don't know about you, but with eight months of experience under my belt, dealing with this unwanted change in my life, I can see some good things that are taking place in my life as a result of the changes brought about by COVID. In August of 2020, we talked to our daughter who was serving a mission in California on her preparation day. She told us about a missionary devotional she viewed with Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf. In that devotional, Elder Uchtdorf said that the pandemic could be a, quote, divine reset for missionary work. Our daughter, who is a social media specialist in her mission, was excited to hear this. She shared her thought that missionaries may never go back to knocking doors because using technology is a much more effective means of finding people. And all of that was brought about because of the pandemic. In addition to saying that the pandemic could be a divine reset for missionaries, Elder Uchtdorf's words from the devotional were quoted in the church news as this, quote, when public restrictions are lifted again, it would be wise to resist the temptation of going back to the old ways, which unfortunately too often didn't work very well. Elder Uchtdorf said, we need to go back to the future, a very bright future with new and exciting opportunities that will move us forward and upward, end quote. I've thought a lot about Elder Uchtdorf's words and the things that our daughter shared with us. Could this also be a time for me personally to have a divine reset? What changes do I need to make so that I can keep moving forward in my journey on the covenant path? I have come to realize that I don't need to change everything that was happening in my life prior to the pandemic. Certainly, there were lots of good things I was doing, but I have noticed that my personal divine reset is starting with the Spirit pointing out things to me in my life that I can change. These changes are things I need to start doing as well as things I need to omit from my life. These changes, big and small, are things I need to repent of, but earlier in my life, I may not have seen change as repentance. I used to think repentance was for, you know, like the big stuff, the stuff that sinners did. I really didn't view myself as a sinner, and I certainly didn't think I needed to repent every day. It has taken me well into my adult life and my personal journey on the path to come to understand more fully how beautiful repentance is 
and especially how much I need it, not just some of the time, but every single day. The Lord was already preparing me, and I started to feel a divine reset in my life well before the pandemic hit. One night, I had a dream. I actually dreamed of a real-life event that happened in my life many years earlier. I was a young adult, I was single, and I wanted to get married, but my choices in my dating life were not really reflecting the true desires I had or the path I knew God wanted me to take. Fortunately, I realized that I needed to make some changes in both my personal life and my dating life. Now back to my dream. I woke up just not that long ago, having dreamed about this real thing that happened to me many years earlier. I felt from the spirit that the dream had significance and there was something the spirit was trying to teach me and tell me. I pondered for a while trying to figure it out and then I thought these words, what do you need to give up so you can have more? The experience that had played out in my dream had taught me that if I would give up my comfortable dating habits and change some things in myself, that he had so much more in store for me. I had followed those promptings and a very short time later met and married my husband, who 23 years later, I can definitely say was way more than I ever could have dreamed of in my single life. So with this experience now fresh in my mind, again, because of the dream, I spent days thinking about what I needed to give up in my life. A few days later, I read the label of a drink I loved, and while I probably could have found justification for continuing to drink it, I thought of my dream and the question I had been pondering, what do you need to give up so you can have more? And I gave it up. But the spirit was not done with me. I sensed there were still more changes to be made, but I wasn't sure what they were. Slowly, I started to learn through several different experiences that the thing the spirit wanted me to give up was sin. I had bigger things that I needed to change in my life. I needed to repent. A short time later, the new young women's theme was released, and these words came to mean so much to me. I cherish the gift of repentance and seek to improve each day. I was learning that repentance wasn't something I used once in a while in my life. Repentance was a daily thing, and it wasn't just something that was nice to have. It was something I needed to cherish each day in my life. Repentance is a gift the Savior wants me to use every day, not just when I've done something really bad, whatever that means. I have learned through this experience and others that if I want to have the intimate relationship He wants to have with me on the path, I need daily repentance in my life and a renewal of my covenants each week by partaking of the sacrament. With my new thoughts about repentance still pretty fresh, one of our children came to me and my husband one night to tell us some things they wanted to change. This child had fallen into some habits that they recognized were jeopardizing them spiritually. Our child was beating themselves up about making these mistakes. I told them to pull out their phone and go to the Bible dictionary in the Gospel Library app. Together, we sat side by side on the couch and looked up repentance in the Bible dictionary. We read this, repentance, the Greek word of which this is the translation, denotes a change of mind, a fresh view about God, about oneself, and about the world. My child and I had a great conversation about how repentance is a good thing. It's an amazing gift that Jesus doesn't want me to save up. He wants me to use it. I can use it anytime I need to change to get back on the path. Changing my mindset to have a fresh view is not something I need to avoid doing. The American actress Katherine Hepburn is quoted as saying, If you want to change attitudes, start with change in behavior. 
But through the gospel, we know that change coupled with repentance has a much deeper meaning than just changing behavior. From the church handbook, we learn this, quote, Repentance is more than changing behavior. It is turning away from sin and toward Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. It leads to a change of heart and mind, end quote. I love what Alma tells the people he is preaching to about what this kind of change is. In Alma 5, verse 26, he says, And now behold, I say unto you, my brethren, if ye have experienced a change of heart, and if ye have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, I would ask, can you feel so now? My seminary teacher called Alma 5 the how are you doing chapter. Alma talks about experiencing a change of heart, and then he shares what that change of heart will mean in our lives. You have had times when you feel extra close to God. You have his image in your countenance. You look forward to seeing the Savior again. You seek to do good works. You feel the Savior's forgiveness. You are trying to better yourself. You are humble. You are stripped of pride. You are stripped of envy. You are a nice person. You consider others just as important as yourself. You help the poor. You avoid the ways of the world. Whenever I read Alma 5, I think of my seminary teacher's question. How am I doing? What do I need to change? What is the Spirit telling me to repent of? Then Alma ends with these hopeful words in verse 60. He says, And now I say unto you that the good shepherd doth call after you, and if you will hearken unto his voice, he will bring you into his fold, and ye are his sheep. And he commandeth you that you suffer no ravenous wolf to enter among you, that ye may not be destroyed. Our Savior desires to be close and intimate with us on the path. He calls after us to repent. Finally, Alma ends this chapter with this, I speak by way of command unto you that belong to the church, and unto those who do not belong to the church, I speak by way of invitation, saying, Come, and be baptized unto repentance, that ye also may be partakers of the fruit of the tree of life. When I think of the word repentance now, the first word that comes to mind is come. Come and repent. Whether you have already set foot on the path or you are still at the gate contemplating it, Jesus Christ is saying to all of us, come and repent. When she was working as a professor of marriage and family therapy at BYU, Wendy Nelson, President Nelson's wife, said this in a BYU devotional talk. Quote, His desire is for you to change, to have a change of heart, a change of nature, and to, over time, completely cast off the natural man. He did all that he did so that you could change. He is your Savior and my Savior. The changes you can make in your life are only possible through Jesus. He didn't suffer so you and I could only use repentance once in a while. He provided his atoning sacrifice so we could stay on the path and be close to him every day. The scriptures bear witness of this truth to us over and over. Doctrine and Covenants 58.42 Behold, he who has repented of his sins, the same is forgiven, and I, the Lord, remember them no more. Isaiah 1.18 Isaiah 1.18 Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Moroni 6.8 But as oft as they repented and sought forgiveness with real intent, they were forgiven. One of my favorite illustrations from the scriptures of how much the Savior wants us to change and use His amazing gift 
comes in the parable he told in Luke 15 of the prodigal son. This parable shows me how the Savior feels about me when I seek to draw close to him through repentance. Sometimes when I'm feeling beaten down and off track and questioning whether I can really change, I go and watch the Bible video the church produced about this story. Obviously, I can't share that video with you on a podcast, but I'll link it up in the show notes. And if you haven't seen it lately, go and watch it. For right now, listen and feel what the father in this story did when he saw his son start to change. When he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am in no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is how the Savior feels when we repent. He isn't sitting around waiting to punish us. He is sitting and watching for the first sign that we want to change. And as soon as he glimpses that change, he doesn't casually sit there and wait for us to get to him. No, he is watching and waiting. And when he sees our change of heart, he runs. The Savior, whose atonement is infinite but also intimate, runs to you. He wants to be close to you in your journey on the path. He wants you to know that He is there and that He can help you. And He wants you to repent so you can know and feel this every day. In the first episode this season, I shared this quote by C.S. Lewis. Quote, We shall, of course, be very muddy and tattered children by the time we reach home. But the bathrooms are all ready the towels put out, and the clean clothes in the airing cupboard. End quote. Yes, your journey on the path may feel rough. You may feel lost or off course. You may also feel a little muddy and tattered, but repentance will get you back on the path and help you feel close to him in your journey. I say to you, as Alma did, my sisters, if you have experienced a change of heart, and if you have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, I would ask, Can you feel so now? The Savior is there, even if you can't see him. As you change and repent, you will feel him close on your journey. You don't need to wait for eternal life. You can feel his redeeming love now, in your journey on the covenant path. I hope you'll join me next week on the podcast, where I'll be sharing more thoughts about embracing your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists by talking about finding your unique purpose. I hope you'll join me in the journey. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on Apple Podcasts. This actually helps more women find the podcast and embrace their own journey on the covenant path. To get access to the workbook for this season and to find show notes and other resources, head over to spirituallymindedwomen.com. For more inspiration, follow along on Instagram at spiritually minded women. Have a fantastic day. I'm cheering you on in your journey.